Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Definitely, there's a few times where I've thought... I need to step away from improv entirely to give myself that distance and space so that I don't take on any more admin. This is the Improv Chronicle. I'm Lloydie. Late September last year, just as I was getting this podcast back up and running, I was suffering from a serious case of burnout. It was just after the Robin Hood International Improv Festival, for which I'm co-artistic director, and it had been a hard slog with more twists and turns than the year before. I had given it everything I had, and I was exhausted, both physically and mentally. Now, I'd love to say that was the first time that I pushed myself to my limits for improv, but it's certainly not. I wrote about burnout in the Improv Chronicle newsletter just a couple of weeks ago and had a few interesting replies. So I decided to catch up with a couple of people who reached out to me about it. It's Thursday last week, a rainy day in February 2024, and I happened to be in London the same day as a Scottish improviser who'd reached out to me. We decided to dodge the showers and meet up in a bar in a central London railway station. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? How are you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Hi, I'm Laura. I am a member of the improv team Your Da. We are based up in Glasgow um, and I also produce the Edinburgh International Improv Festival. been doing improv for uh, four-ish, five years now. Um, very much in the cult. Very much part of it now. And yeah, um, having a lot of fun, doing a lot of shows um, and yeah, also taking on a lot of admin. <laughs> kind of that's what we're talking about isn't it because it's really easy to say yes to all of these things to fall down the magical rabbit hole of improv and then suddenly find out that you've got no time left and no energy left how how have you experienced burnout well i started doing improv as i always wanted to do it always wanted to be part of it um watched a lot of improv growing up um, and all my favourite comedians had done improv in the background so when I heard that there was an improv class in Glasgow I was like this is great I'm going to do this part of the reason was I work in an office and I do a lot of admin during the day and I was like this will be great this is a fun creative thing to do at night that's totally separate oh imagine the creative juices will flow I'll have the best time and slowly it's also like don't get me wrong my personality part of it um, slowly whilst being in, involved in improv 
suddenly there's the admin of being part of a team, organising coaching, getting everyone together, when's our show, what's our show. I also I work in marketing, so I've taken the marketing on for a lot of things, um, and then getting more involved in the festival. Um, so yeah, it has very much become, uh, I finished my job, and I close down my work email, and I sit on my laptop still, and then open the other emails, and then start doing that. And it has, the burnout definitely, there's a few times where I've thought, I need to step away from improv entirely to give myself that distance and space so that I don't take on any more admin. It's hard as well in a creative area because I think everyone's so passionate about it and everyone has great ideas and opinions and whilst I think we are all, we do all want the scene to thrive and grow, everyone's got a different idea of how that should be and sometimes you are just going up against personalities and all trying to find a common ground and there's a lot of you know different theatres and different shows popping up and I would love to be involved in as many as I can but sometimes I personally have to say no and step back just so that I don't end up doing what I know I will do which is how's your social media can I look at your social media what's your analytics like let me see Um, yeah so there's definitely been a few times I've thought about stepping away from improv there's been a few times I've found myself lying in bed just not even thinking about scenes or training or um, things I've learned and want to go over just sitting going how can we get more people to our show have I promoted that what will the ticket sales be will we earn enough to kind of pay for our next coaching session it becomes a business which really feels like the opposite of why we do it and what we're doing it for I think there's uh, everyone needs to be nice to whoever takes on the admin in their team. Sometimes, because we're all funny people, um, if someone puts out something into the group chat saying, let's all arrange to get together, sometimes bits happen, jokes occur, and sometimes you just need to give someone a straight answer to let the admin move forward. Oh my God, yes. Like, I sometimes, I think I've developed a face now where people can tell I'm no bits, no bits, no jokes, straight answer, please. We need to move this forward. Um, yeah, I do, I do really feel like I do not, by far, I am not the only person in the teams that I'm in doing the admin. There are other people doing bits and pieces. Um, and very much like in your dad, the team I'm in, um, we have someone looks after the money, someone looks after booking coaches and getting us all together. Um, I look after the social media and trying to market the shows. Um, so we're all taking a bit, and I think it's just having respect for everyone's roles, helping out when you can, and also just accepting that not everything can be a joke all of the time. Sometimes it's a serious chat, or if you've planned a 45-minute Zoom meeting, sometimes you do need an agenda just to get through it. And like that feels so businesslike, but it's the simplest way. So when I was talking about burnout in the recent Improv Chronicle newsletter, I received a wise comment from a wise improviser that I wanted to follow up with. My name is David Rate. I am an improviser in Toronto, Canada. I have been improvising for over 25 years, uh, professionally and uh, teaching. And I am the author of The Improv Illusionist, a new book about physical improv. That I am currently reading, but I'm only a few pages in. So no spoilers, please, David. <laughs> okay. No, no problem. Sure. Um, <laughs> Enjoy. Oh, I, I will. Hope. I am doing already. Um, so I, I would love to, I'd love to know, first of all, what your experience of burnout is. Is that something that you've uh, had yourself or have you managed to be very boundaried? 
Yeah, well, I um, I was uh, working really steadily as a professional uh, improviser for many years up until about uh, 2008, 2009, I think. Uh, I worked for the Second City. I was in the, the touring company all over Canada. I was um, performing on the main stage, and that uh, sort of ended the way uh, Second City uh, careers do uh, very quickly. And I was uh, working really hard to integrate myself into the Toronto uh, community more broadly and uh, join some different shows and things. And um, at the same time, a number of uh, personal issues cropped up in my life and it really became um, untenable, uh, the, the schedule that I was keeping and the, the, the problems I was experiencing. And, um, it, it, I really noticed that the work, uh, was becoming difficult and I really discovered the, um, problems that you can have when you don't feel that freedom, when, when the, the, the stress, I guess, is what it is to, uh, to do a good show, to, to really uh, make things happen on stage uh, became uh, really overwhelming, and uh, I had to I had to step back from improv for quite a while before I became a, a lot more comfortable and felt the the urge to to play just release that. So when I came back to it, I, I really did kind of monitor how I'm feeling about uh, um, improv because if I'm not feeling at my best, if I'm not feeling relaxed, if I, if I don't feel like I can play, then it really shows up in the work. And it, it led to this kind of rule that I set up for myself, which is you put specific hard limits on how much you do during the week so that it forces me to keep track uh, of what I'm doing. Um, it forces me to think more carefully about the, the gigs and the, the jobs that I uh, accept. And uh, it really helps me manage my energy so that uh, when I go to the stage, I feel wonderful. I feel happy. I'm happy to be with the people that I'm with and uh, free to play. I only realize it's going wrong once it started to go wrong. I like the old boiling a frog thing. The frog doesn't notice that the water is slowly yes. heating up. Um, and by the time it yes. notices that the water's heating up, it's too late and it's boiling. That's me. How are you doing yes. this, David? Because it sounds like you have... Well, that's, yeah. that's the reason why I kind of have the limits on what I take on. Because you don't really know how much it's affecting you until you are too far over the line, you know? Um, you don't get that sense that you're taking on too much because we, we, we love this work, right? We love the teaching. And, uh, you know, you and I are blessed to have a, a, a multiple different opportunities so that it's, you know, we teach, we, we rehearse with multiple different partners and troops. We have shows um, here and there. We, and then all the other improv adjacent kind of activities that we can do, like working on festivals or planning out new formats or dreaming up new show ideas. And then on top of that, there's also, uh, well, I'm free tonight and there's a jam in my neighborhood. So why not go down and do that too? We, we, we just love the art form so much. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f***? 
are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burnout happens in a, a lot of different uh, careers and a lot of different w- walks of life. Are there certain things about us as improvisers, particularly improvisers who take on organization, that leads us to burnout? I had a terrible burnout after our festival last year, and I know some of it is the, the yes and nature of it. Some of it is down to the fact that actually this isn't our full-time job, so we have to fit it in around something else. Do you, do you think those are factors or are there other factors? Definitely. I think the one of the factors I think I have is that I started improv so late I didn't get into it until I was 30 and I'd always wanted to be a part of it like I'd looked at going to do intensives in other countries and just could never afford it and suddenly there were classes in a community within my home city that I could be part of and I could I was on a job and I could afford things now and so there's a little bit of me that's like you waited so long for this chance do whatever you can to make this succeed and I think we yeah it is such a fun experience and there is that buzz of being on stage that you would like to contribute whatever you can to make it happen and sometimes we do just put our hearts and souls into it and it there's been a couple times where I've had to deal with like disappointments or or serious subjects um, in improv and I have to regularly go back to I'm not getting paid for this. This isn't my day job. This is a lot of stress to take on for something that is not my day job. And at the end of the day, someone's going to have to do that, but we maybe need to create a better system so that we can all take a little bit of it. I think as much as it's not the day job, there is an expectation in improv communities that theatres and groups will act and respond as if we are a corporation, as if there are human resources in place for safeguarding and as if there are, I don't know, like payroll and finances to keep accounts going and records going and a marketing department making sure your shows are, are there. I mean, there's, there is this expectation that everyone will act in a very professional way, but that's man hours and training and a lot of input to that and not everyone that is in those roles has been formally trained in that it's just enthusiasm and um, a desire to move things forward and that feels like can be a very quick way to burn out as well if you're not trained for the role that you're in you are trained in yes and and then suddenly you're dealing with serious subject matters that's that's such a quick way to burn out such a quick way um, so yeah I think we 
it's it's hard. It's hard to find a so, like. I think there's a lot. There's definitely been discussions before, and there'll be discussions after. And I don't think I'll figure it out. I think it'll be a like everyone will come together and we'll just keep trying, testing tr- different routes to make sure that everyone is involved in as much improv as they want to be and not as you know not suffering stress or adverse side effects from the unfortunately the rigmarole of putting a show together putting a theatre together getting a community going keeping in touch with the community so I'm wondering what advice would you give not only somebody else but also perhaps yourself as to how to avoid burnout with all of the you know particularly as someone who takes on a lot of uh, different things within the improv community definitely say times time frames um, I think we because you're passionate about something it can be really easy to open the laptop and keep working till late at night um, we've all probably experienced that through work or, or different hobbies that we're in um, definitely setting time scales and taking a step back and there's that thing like every improv class I've been in has always said have other things outside of improv um, unfortunately if you came to improv as originally your other thing and now it's not your other thing anymore maybe you have to look for another thing um, but yeah it's also just talking to people like I've had a great I've reached out to a lot of different improvisers um, not necessarily in my community but from further afield recently with just different problems that I've experienced or um, like if I'm trying to set up something what's the best way to do it and do they have an experience in it and everyone is willing to share like I've not met anyone yet that said no I don't have time to talk and a lot of the times I've spoken to people they've experienced something similar or have heard of something similar and have some advice Um, so definitely I think if we keep the communication lines open and all keep speaking to each other and just be very open we will probably all together find better ways through I think hopefully fingers crossed (laughs) mine across too yeah (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I try to uh, think of it in rules in uh, the comedy rule of three uh, so that it's um, uh, I try to take on no more than three uh, things during the week and that's not that my schedule has got so many things that I got to cut it down to three but it's more or less three three activities so if I'm teaching a class once a week then that would be one thing um, if I am uh, rehearsing something I will try to keep I, I try not to multiple rehearse different shows I try to commit myself to one thing at a time and that would be two and then the third would be something else that's more creative or free for me to do so if there's a, a show that's coming up that week that would be a third thing if it's uh, a slow week uh, then it would be um, some uh, dedicated time towards uh, working on a project or uh, developing a, uh, a new um, ideas for future shows or uh, even just hanging out with people and discussing things like it might be just an informal jam that we would get together and just hang out um, something, something that's more focused in there and then um, there will be occasional times where there are more than those three things pop up and that would be the time where I have to think okay well what maybe can I say politely no to and uh, I have to make that choice. And that's, I think making that choice makes it more deliberate how I'm conducting my improv career. And that's, that's all the better for not only my physical energy, but also my ability to do the work more freely and with that level of play. (laughs) 
You can get the world of improv delivered to your inbox every week when you subscribe to the Improv Chronicle newsletter. Just get yourself to improvchronicle.com and sign yourself up. If you like what this podcast does, following on your podcast subscriber and leaving a rating and review makes a huge difference. If you want to make this week the week you do that, that would be amazing. Donating to support this podcast using the link in the show notes is hugely appreciated. And there's also, if you are an improv organization or a festival, the opportunity to sponsor an episode as well. Just get in touch via the website, which is the same place you can find previous episodes and transcripts. It's improvchronicle.com. <laughs>